Nico here from the GeekCast Live, and you are proudly listening to the Movie Podcast Network. We're here to ask you to head over to Patreon and show us some support. If you've ever dreamed of unlocking the Rob Bass Nude Photo Archive, or if you've been wanting to sponsor the official GeekCast Live pony, go to Patreon and pledge accordingly. That's patreon.com slash geekcastlive. Cartoon Joe here. If you enjoy what we do and you'd like us to do more of it, please be sure to like and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. And be sure to leave us a five-star review. Apparently that stuff matters, and we've been not paying attention to it for the past four years. So give us five stars today. Thanks. If you want to get in contact with us outside of the show, be sure to check us out at GeekCast Live on the Facebook machine or check us out on Twitter at GeekCast Live. Nico here, looking for more great content. Just a reminder to check out our good buddies over at waywardraven.com for cool gear, novelties, fun stuff. Check them out. Enter our discount code. You know what it is. It's Neckbeard for 15% off your order. Check them out at waywardraven.com. If you Player want some coffee. really good coffee. Whoa. Roasted coffee. by gamers for gamers. Oh, Get yourself yeah. some Player One coffee at playeronecoffee.com. Enter our discount code. You know what it is. Geekcast Live. And get yourself a certain Geek amount Cast of money Live. off on some first person smoother. Check them out at Check them out at PlayerOneCoffee.com. It's God's myself. gift to gamers. Previously on GeekCast Live. Uh, really well, that's, okay. Yeah, that's not a comedy either. I was thinking Alice Cooper and Prince of Darkness. <laughs> I thought you were saying that you're not going to count Wayne's World as a comedy. <laughs> like, I know it was You know, like when the first time I saw it, I was good. like, my God, what was that? <laughs> Couldn't stand it. No? But then it kind of grew on me. It's a trap! Scallywags, welcome to episode 221 of the GeekCast Live podcast. I am your host, Walter White. And I'm Jesse Pinkman. And this is when you record a podcast in an unmarked white panel van. Yeah, in a meth wagon. It's a meth vanigan. Yeah. Oh, which is a great professional wrestler name. Meth vanigan? Meth vanigan. Yeah. Yeah. He's... Uh, he just... He's, it, he, like, the he's name tweaking. alone just kind of, like, paints a very vivid picture. Yeah. Uh, like a sleeveless Dickies work shirt. Right. Uh, some camo shorts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what I wear. Possibly some sort of yeah, baseball some cap. Some sort of ball cap. <laughs> yeah, you're a dick. Yeah. Meth Vanigan. Meth Vanigan. Early show title. Yeah. <laughs> I think Meth Vanigan, four years from now, could make it to the final four. You're... In some sort of bracket game. Yeah, for, you're, you're absolutely right. So this is a very unique episode, as you know. Rob and I work together, and today we uh, we were working together. Together, yeah. And we took the week off. Well, we were going to take the week off. Well, yeah, so, thanks to America's birth. America's birthday, right? And uh, so yeah, we decided to take a week off, but then we thought we could just record in the van. So so here we are together recording recording in a van in uh, in Meth Vanigan. Yeah, in Meth Vanigan. 
He's Which is like a, it's like a Nick Cage character. Right. Really. Right. <laughs> Which, have you seen the new trailer for Mandy? You know what? I, uh, I saw you guys floating that around. I am an asshole, and I haven't gotten around to watching that okay, yet. Okay, it is a... Give me the rundown. What is what is Mandy? Two minutes and 30, two minutes 45 second long trailer. Okay. It's a meaty trailer. Um, the... you, you don't see... Well, you see Nick Cage. I believe you see Nick Cage almost right away. Okay. But then you don't see him again until, like... A minute and a half in. Okay. Um, there seems to be some sort of cult. There's a, a, a girl's face that morphs into a dude's face. The main color in the whole trailer is red, like a red and then like red-orange. Right. Orange. Um, it's a fucking... So it's they a, take it like a page out of David Lynch. It's very David Lynch. Okay. And it's very acid trip. And it's... All um, right. When you finally get back to Nick Cage... He is, like, forging, like, a battle axe, but, like, a sci-fi battle axe. So it's got, like, crazy angles and, like, a handle where it's not supposed to be. Right. um, It may have been made from a dying star. I don't know. And somebody says, like, what are you going to do with that? And he says, like, kill monsters. Right. And then there's, like, a quick shot of a tiger running out of a cage. And then there's, like, a bloody, screaming Nick Cage face. And then there's cult leader again, and then there's like a forest, and then there's um, we're gonna get rained on, and oh, that's yeah. gonna sound great. Oh, that'll be interesting. So uh, there's a forest, and then it ends with Nick Cage and an unnamed assailant having a fucking chainsaw fight. Well, yeah, like a legitimate, like they both have chainsaws, both chainsaws are running, and they're fucking dueling with them like they're swords. Well, whatever, you're some sort of, like, Klingon blacksmith. I can only imagine that's how your and life then it, goes. And then it kind of fades out to black, and it says Mandy. Well, that's fucking fascinating. Yeah. and I don't know if it's going to be the... What's the line from fucking Batman where it's like, the, it, it's not the hero we deserve, but it's, but the, it's hero the hero we, we, need. we need? Yeah. It's not the Nick Cage movie we deserve. But it might just be the one that we need. Yeah. I think, and this is, this is lofty. Okay. I'm thinking... Nick Cage wins his second Best Actor Award in 2019 for okay. his role in Mandy. All right. I'm... Everything I've read about it is this movie's fucking nuts, but Nick Cage is great. Yeah. Yeah. Flash flood warning. Woo! Yep, so there's a flash flood warning. We're getting ready to drive, I think, into the eye of a hurricane. Right. So In the middle of the Midwest. You're going to bear with us. We're not going to do a lot of editing. No. I don't. I don't see that happening. This is like Eddie Murphy Raw. Right. Only I don't think that's why it was called Raw. Because it had a lack you're, of production you're, you're, value. Right. You're probably also correct. <laughs> so, anyway, we've had quite the day today. We've talked about a lot of things, and we're going to cover some of them here. Mm-hmm. Some of them. What else did we talk about today? Uh, let's see. I know we did uh, touch a little bit on the uh, the news that came out of the NBA with King James. Ah, yes. Uh, LeBron making his way over to LA, um, which I find I find fascinating. Um, well, he's a brand, and he's got a production house and everything. So I, right that, for that, it makes sense. Right, and I mean it. It's interesting because I feel like the uh, there's a very distinct shift in focus in terms of the NBA as compared to, like, whenever I was growing up and watching basketball in the 90s. Uh, 
because in the 90s it felt like there was a little bit more like brand loyalty to your team as it were like uh whereas this one it seems more uh, nowadays it seems like people are kind of cultivating their own image and i think lebron kind of helped this um development of the mindset of building and cultivating these effective like super teams like you know uh the golden state warriors uh with durant and uh who's the uh the other steph curry curry yes curry um, well, he went down to Miami mm-hmm. with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Right. But it, it's not wholly unprecedented. Like, if, if I remember correctly, I think at one point in the late 90s, Scottie Pippen and Charles Barkley were both on the Rockets. That sounds right. And they went there to try to win a championship. I, okay. And, like, Gary Payton and Carl Malone went to the Lakers because Carl Malone tried and failed for years with the Jazz to win a fucking championship, and he couldn't do it. So the, the concept of, like, trying to ring chase isn't isn't new it's not new but this is on, on a I, I like i find this to be on a completely different level right like uh not that there's necessarily anything bad about what's that what's his name fucking boogie collins mm-hmm. is it boogie i'll allow it i, I don't wish know. i had big boogie cousins or something to, i don't to, fucking to know and like clarify and check me on all of this that shit. might be a wu-tang yeah name boogie yeah but i don't really follow the enemy that much so i'm not talking from a part of a part of uh a lofty perch here. Right. not. But he just joined the Warriors. Mm-hmm. It's an all-star team. Yeah. Their starting five is an all-star team. Absolutely. And that's crazy. Which, like, on one hand is incredibly respectable and cool. You guys have managed to assemble this. They this... assembled a team to beat LeBron. Right. And, fuck, they've, they've managed it. Like, it is a, it is a terrifyingly well-built team. Golden State Warriors. It just seems like we were talking, and this actually segued into talking about like fandoms, right? Did um, are the Golden State Warriors championships cheapened by it, or like I think the example would be um, uh, if we both own the same car, right? You just bought yours off the lot, and I restored mine, right? They're the same, let's say they're the same, same value make, car. Same, yeah, same model, everything along Is mine worth more because I built it? Which, I mean, there are some would, who would absolutely say, yes, you put, you know, blood, sweat, tears into, like, actually restoring this vehicle. But at the end of the day, if you restore it to, you know, perfect condition, like, it looks like it just came off the line, it runs like it just came off the line, everything like that, you've got the exact same car as me. Mine's just brand new. Right. Or, or comparatively brand new, if you will. Yours was just restored, so I mean, you're you're effectively getting the same product. Uh, so, so then, so then, take that under the eyes of, uh, or in the in the the filter of Star Wars. Right. I have, ad- admittedly, we're both huge Star Wars fans. Absolutely. No you've disputing. played the video games. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Right. You've read more of the novels mm-hmm. than me. Yeah. Are you a bigger Star Wars fan? Is your Star Wars fandom worth more than my Star Wars fandom? And worth's a weird word. You, right, can't right, put right, a, right. you can't put a value on your fucking, your fandom, I guess. Right. But the example you used, if you came across somebody who said, you know, I'm only, and we're, I think we were talking about Star Wars earlier because it is at a level of toxicity now that is fucking. Unprecedented for. And embarrassing. Yeah. As a Star Wars fan, it's fucking embarrassing. Absolutely. That you've got these assholes 
running people off of fucking off uh, of Instagram, Instagram and Twitter and shit, and then you just yeah. find out that Ahmed Best, who was the voice of Jar Jar, and this news just came out, I want to say a couple days ago. Huh? Um, Jar Jar was so negatively received that this this person who just took a job to be the voice of Jar Jar Binks actually was he was he almost committed suicide. I didn't hear about this actually. because he he let an Instagram post and it was him and like his son and he was at he was on like a balcony of a hotel and he said like you know 23 years ago I was standing here and I almost killed myself yeah I didn't you my son are my reward for not killing myself and I'm glad I didn't do it yeah but the the, but the backlash against Jar Jar drove a man to contemplate suicide and that's horrifying yeah Jake Lloyd who played fucking Anakin. young Anakin he's like in a mental institution or some shit yeah um his life did not turn out well Hayden it, Christensen doesn't really act anymore right because it, of his turn because the fucking fandom and I guess it wasn't it's not new now it is we couldn't run fucking Ahmed Best off of Instagram right in the fucking 90s right but it's fucking embarrassing absolutely but then you start thinking you can the toxicity of it I, I have no explanation for but there are things that I have been a part of mm-hmm. my whole life that I feel I, I identify with. Right. And there are bandwagon fans. There are Johnny Come Latelys. Right. Who are your equal. Right. They're in, they are into it just like you are. And it is hard for me to not think that, well, my fandom of that thing is better or more than yours. Right. And it's easy to... I mean, it, it's really easy to come to, like that mindset one way or another of like having this kind of like entitled personalism to your fandom because you've experienced it's your experience with whatever the fandom is uh to go back and touch on your uh your your, uh mentioning about like is my knowledge uh of star wars does that make my like affiliation if you will or, or like love for the fandom is that greater than another person's because they don't have that breadth of knowledge well I don't necessarily think, though. I, I mean, obviously, I would say that I'm more knowledgeable about it than right. them. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they love it any less than I do. I have a great love for it, but that doesn't mean that somebody else may not also share that great love and compassion, even though they don't have the uh, the same amount of knowledge that I do. And I never, I would never fault somebody for being like more or less knowledgeable about a subject, because that's only something that comes with you know time and experience. Uh, to tie this all back around to uh, uh, basketball and what we were initially talking about, it's the same thing with all everybody who's you know constantly getting into a uh, you know a, a quarrel about you know who's better, King James or Michael Jordan. Well, both of them were absolutely exceptional, and you could look at it from just a numbers perspective, and it might discern and divine one way or another who is in numbers a better basketball player um but I, I don't think that necessarily tells the whole story because the game has changed quite a bit over over the course of the years uh, i mean you were saying you know but before that you've got magic johnson who played uh, a vastly different game than um scotty pippen did in the odds something along those lines i'm just picking names yeah, you picking reference names. Re- reference yeah. earlier but i got you. i mean I just the game has changed. It's it's the, the fandom has changed. Right. It's changed and the fandom has changed. 
I'm a fan of late 80s through the 90s basketball. Right. Um, that's why I navigate, or, or not navigate, that's not lean. what I'm looking for. I lean more towards saying, if we were to argue, I would say Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. Right. Um, I have a cousin who loves LeBron James. Right. Um, cool. I don't like LeBron James. But it's a different kind of basketball. It is a different kind of basketball. So it's hard to... I don't think you can compare the two, personally. Right. right. So it's just... It's kind of like... It goes back to, like, like we were saying with fandoms. Like, it's hard for, like, me to be able to compare that sort of thing between, like... Myself and somebody else who loves Star Wars. Well, like you said, you or, okay. So you've played, you've seen all the movies, right? You've read all the books, all the comics. You played the games, right? If I were a guy who only saw the original trilogy, and that was that was like your your geek, your passion. I love the Star Wars universe, but but I only love the original trilogy. I don't it, care because because the other thing we talked about at that point, you almost have like fandom segregation, yeah, which you don't want, right? I don't want it. Uh, I don't think anybody wants it. Right. Obviously, if you if you guys have the opportunity to bond over something that you all can bond over, on, maybe yeah. what I think what you said was rather than view my fandom as superior, mm-hmm. I need to have a discussion with the guy to find out why he hasn't done anything else. Right. Um, there needs to be empathy involved instead of toxicity. Absolutely. There needs to be um, uh, comradeship. Absolutely. Rather than it be adversarial. And I think that's where... And honestly, there's a lot of this toxicity is, is, isn't is because they think people haven't seen more or done less. It's a lot of it because you got fucking insecure white men who don't like the fact that there was uh, black people, Asians... Right. Lead, uh, strong middle, females. Middle, middle Easterns and females and fucking leads. Right. And those guys can fucking suck an egg. Right. Like... That's not what we're talking about. Right. We're talking more of it's almost more of it's more like elitism. Yeah, absolutely. And it happens a lot in like, in the Song of Ice and Fire fandom because there's two very distinctive things. There's the books, yeah, and there's the show. And a lot of people who read the books have a hard time even listening to opinions of people who watch the show. Right. And it's it's not because they don't respect them or don't have empathy towards them or whatever it is. It's because there's information they have the show watchers don't, and it's hard to have a debate or an argument with a show only person because because there's only so much information that they have exactly and it's through, through no fault of their own I mean like they just never read the books right you can't fault but you're them still for, huge fans absolutely you're still I mean fandom is family that's the whole fucking that's the whole thing that we try to to, to convey right like I know that Nick and I rib each other a lot for you know things that we like or dislike about other things but like at the end of the day, everybody's passionate about something. That those passions, like they should make you gravitate towards each other. Right. Want to have a discussion. Want to be able to talk and you know bond and bring closer. Because that's that's the whole point of being a geek is trying to be able to find these venues to connect to, with other and, people and, and to geek about the thing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, how we sat and talked. Uh, we sat and talked '90s basketball uh, at Ice and Fire Con. Uh, I think I think it was I think it was an hour. I don't know. I was fucked up. Yeah, it was. It, was it may time. have been three hours. Mama Bear will probably tell you it was more like three hours. Right. She was. I'm pretty sure getting visibly upset. She was still there. <laughs> so I don't know. Like I said, I was fucked up. But I know we said Bill Lambeer and then all high fived each other, which right. was cool. 
Um, yeah, just, I don't know. It's, it's a very interesting thing because I, and I know, because we talked about it on the podcast before, if you were, if you're a guy who's just now starting to read the books and you haven't, you know, like if Winds of Winter came out tomorrow. Right. And somebody said, you know what, I've been wanting to read the books. I'm going to go out and buy all the books there are and start reading them. And I read Winds of Winter. We could both be uber fans. Absolutely. And there's a part of me still, and I'm, I'm not going to lie about it, I believe my fandom of that thing is a more intense fandom because I've put in the time. Right. I've had to wait. And it's, And I know I'm wrong because it's not more intense. It's just a different experience of the thing. Absolutely. That's all it is. My son loves Star Wars, but he got to sit and watch... Episodes one through six before episode seven came out. We binge watched them. Yeah. I've never done that, yeah. nor could I have done it for the first time. Absolutely. It's not that we both like them differently. It's you. You it's have that vastly we like different experiences. We've had different experiences with them. And of course, you're going to love your experience with my, whatever. My more. experience and the stories it has behind it and the feelings it emotes in me are mine right. and different. And what I should do is. Tell him that story. Absolutely. Let him say, wow, that was cool that you did that. And so, and I never saw the first three in theater. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl Huddleston. Yeah. He watched all three in theaters. He saw A New Hope like three times. Right. Like he, he, he like studio hopped. Like I'm going to, I watched it and I just stayed in my seat and I watched it again and it was groundbreaking and fucking awesome. Yeah. I can't have that experience. Yeah. But I also know that he hasn't read the books. Right. He hasn't played the video games. Right. His his love of Star Wars is not um, more than mine. Right. He's just had different experiences surrounding it. And more people need to realize that it's, it's the experience that surrounds the thing you are into. Right. And that's perfectly fine. Like, I, there, there's nothing wrong with loving your experience. It's whenever that love becomes, you know... Like an aggression. Right, like, why didn't you experience this like I did? Or or your experience is 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 cheaper than mine. Right. So your experience isn't, isn't the true experience. Right, isn't so as I'm valid. superior. Right. Yeah. Valid. Exactly. I think is the word I've been trying to say. Yeah, valid. Since like 10 o'clock this morning. Yeah. And it's, it's absolutely true. Uh, it, it's just amazing that there's just this kind of you know social hierarchy to these sorts of things because generally speaking, like uh, you know historically speaking, you look at these types of you know uh, people who really really are passionate about these types of things, and at some point in time, you, you generally speaking, these types of people geeks have faced some sort of adversity for whatever right. fucking reason. They didn't quite fit in one place or another right but then they found their fandom and and all of a sudden the world made a little bit more sense they had people that they could talk to and not feel alone right not feel like they're just you know sitting out i'm the only dude on my block who probably in the world who likes my little pony right exactly turns out there's a fucking lot of you dude right there's there's fucking whole conventions worth of them and you know it allows you to have that bonding experience with another person so it's fascinating to me that that people that would have initially experienced this at one point in time or another, not to generalize all geeks and keep in mind that I'm absolutely amongst these geeks, <laughs> right. but you know the people that have you know faced these kind of you know uh, social hierarchies and not necessarily always come out on top. It's weird that people who are so passionate about such things 
recreate some of these systems. Fucking weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely bizarre, and I'm sure that there is some sort of psychological or social site like sociological sociological damn you'll get it you'll uh, get it one of these times right sociological pers- uh, like uh, theories or understandings that could explain this but it's just it, it's bizarre to me because I think that you know I'm speaking from just you know a passionate person's perspective I'd love for anybody to be able to sit down and talk to me about you know Star Wars, Game of Thrones my what little I know about basketball or sports you know and the weird thing too about it is that if, if someone came to you and said, I don't know anything about Star Wars, I'm looking for my entry point. Where do you go? Like, Doesn't, where... is there a, uh, how do I phrase this? I, well, that was six lightning yeah, strikes yeah, I saw in different all places that. all at the same time. I feel like we are, um, we're, I don't want to say highbrow, but we're, we're upper echelon and look at me putting us in a fucking in some sort of social construct. Here. Right. We know a lot about the things we know about. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. We're right. knowledgeable. Yes. There's nothing. My favorite thing is when somebody comes to me and says, "Like, okay, what's this Game of Thrones about? Where's my entry point? What do I need to know?" Right. I like I like crack my knuckles and I adjust my tie and right. I say like, "How much fucking time do you have?" Right. Because I can do this in five minutes, or if you want to go away for fucking six days, we could do that too. Right. I love. Being like an ambassador, absolutely. That's that's a perfect way to put it. An ambassador of some sort of fandom, uh, and I would agree with that. Uh, introducing peoples to things that I'm truly passionate mm-hmm. about and love. You know, Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, uh, Star Wars, Magic: The Gathering. What fucking have you? Uh, it's a it's a rare and unique opportunity. I think I think less people have trouble trying to, you know, function as this type of ambassador for fandoms for people who've right. never had an experience with it before, than they do communicating people who would also consider themselves some sort of ambassador for the fandom. Right. Um, because, again, you, you just fall back to these, you know, uh, these preconceived, like, notions and experiences that you've had. And, and for some reason, it... Uh, it, it just plays out negatively. Well, I think there's some... I think there's... For some people, and I think the people that are are bad at handling their fandom. Uh-huh. Let's, let's call it, say that. Okay. I wonder how many of these... How many people that are like that feel like, well, you know, I went through it. Right. So you need to, like, almost like hazing. So like a hazing ritual, yeah. Right, you know, if you were a fucking high school football player and you got hazed as a freshman, when you're a senior, what are you looking to do? Right, you're going to haze You're going to haze the incoming freshman because fuck, you got hazed. Right. Rather than saying, no, the hazing ends here. Right. Let's just fucking have football games. Right. I wonder how many people are like, you know what, I got picked on because I like My Little Pony, and I'm not picking on you bronies who like My Little Pony. That's just my go-to. Right. Um, so I need to pick on guy who's new to the fandom. Right. And, and I think that's just kind of like this this old mindset that we have. You know, you, you referenced it with football earlier. And I, I think it's very similar. Uh, it's it's one of those things while we're, while we're probably not like powdering somebody and, you know, dipping them in feathers or some shit. I don't know what people do for hazing. Be told. Never been hazed, but, huh? No, never been hazed. <laughs> fortunately. Um, yeah, I, I didn't get tarred and feathered a lot in high school. No, well, I, it's it's hard actually, as like a fifteen year old, to find tar. Right, I, I believe everybody. Where right. the fuck do you find tar? Right. You can't go down to your local hardware store and just pick some. I out. need tar, and you know what? Do you have any feathers? Right. 
And because I mean, that like, doesn't set off like red flags in right. everybody's there's a fucking, fucking head. There's some sort of hotline that the hardware store clerk fucking calls. Right. And says like, hey, right. some fucking Klatsky kid just came in here. He's wanting all of my tar and he bought all of my feathers. Right. Something awful is getting ready to happen. S- I can only assume that someone's about to be tarred and feathered. <laughs> I'm no rocket scientist, but... <laughs> what else would you do with tarred and feathered? Right. Oh, I'm making a sculpture. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Sculpting. Right. Sculpting. My medium? Tar. <laughs> <laughs> that is a long, and I can only assume, like, just awful process. Well, imagine the apprenticeship it is to be a fucking tar right, master. to be a tar fucking mason. A tar mason. Holy fuck. <laughs> a fucking tar mason. Oh. Uh, I'm an apprentice uh, I'm a, tar mason, right. actually. I, uh, we, uh... What do you what do you make tar sculptures? Right. <laughs> Does tar can you sculpt tar? I've never seen tar. I, well, I okay, so I could I presume that as it cooled, it would become cold enough and dense enough that you could sculpt it into things as things were like as you as it was settling. But is it that would malleable be s- at that point? Can you actually like no? Because you'd have to like heat it up and then find a way to. Like, not make it a liquid? Set the tar. Like, you'd have to make some sort of cast for it. I could only so you'd make assume. A ca- okay, I was going to say you'd have to you'd fucking ha- make a cast. Yeah, like a cast sculpture. Then you'd pour- so you're just really just casting in tar. Yeah, you're just casting in tar. Right. In which case, cast in literally any other medium. Use anything else. Unless, unless you're, like, really jonesing to be the world's only... Only tar, tar- caster. Right, tar caster. In which case, you know, fucking geek on, my yeah, friend. Yeah, be... Be your, Let your heart light shine. Yeah, follow your truth. Be a <laughs> fucking tar caster. <laughs> fucking A. I feel like that's some sort of wizard from 3.5 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah tar caster. Yeah, the tar caster. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's... I don't even know where we were at. I We were talking about fandoms being shitty and... Oh, and uh, like hazing high school kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Hazing high school kids. So, I mean, it, uh... It seems weird that you would kind of want to continue these sorts of rituals and I know that like uh, I, I was also really bad about this specifically whenever I was really really involved with the uh, Song of Ice and Fire fandom uh, and whenever I was just trolling around through some of the different discussion groups on uh, uh, Facebook pages I would uh, you know it was like you said before just uh, very the fandom's very divided between those who have read the books and those who have just watched the TV show. Um, obviously, there are people who have done both, but uh, those who have read the books generally value their fandom more right. than those who have just watched the television show, for whatever reason, because they've been, you know, they've had more time with it, they've waited more, you know, uh, what have you. They've got a greater understanding of the information available. The, the story doesn't uh, evolve and change every Sunday at 9. Right. They may have to wait eight fucking years. Right, exactly. Um, so, naturally, uh, th- there was this sort of elitism that, that came with being a book reader. And so you were either a book reader or you were an unsullied, which was just one of the uh, <laughs> right. one of the uh, people who just you watched the show. I haven't called anybody an unsullied no, for I, a long time. I have it. I have it. I've I've tried to better myself slightly, Good not saying you. that anybody who I haven't used it for a long time either. Right. I actually forgot it was a. I haven't used it in so long. I forgot it was a thing we called show only watchers. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I, I'm sure that we had great fun with it. And I'm sure there were some people that had great fun with us, but. 
ultimately what that could do is just drive a person away from something that they could be really passionate right. about. Right. And there's a you know, there might be that one person. Absolutely. There might be that one person who is really interested and does really love it, but then, you know, whenever they come and talk about, you know, this thing that they love, and all they get is people calling them unsullied and fucking telling them, you know, oh, if you think this is good, why don't you actually, you know, you know, none of her shut up, read a fucking read a book. book. Right. Which, uh, you know, that's that's discouraging. And that's not something that we really want to do for fandoms. I think that we should try and be... As a fan ambassador. Right. We should be as inclusive as possible. Yes, you know, I I love that you're passionate about the show. Have you thought about... Did you know there was books? Right. And Have if, you thought about reading them? Oh, you don't read? Let, you're an unsullied bastard. Get the, uh, right, right, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. You're fucking shitty. No, uh, okay, so you don't read. Cool. <coughs> Have you considered listening to them on tape? Well, because that's a whole other right. bag of worms that we could get into. Because I don't know if you've ever listened to. Oh, I, I haven't, so I don't know how good or terrible specifically those books are on tape. Let's say this. Okay. He need it needs to be with the current popularity. Right. They could stand to be redone. Right. Though, in their current form, they're awful. Ah. An audiobook. Yum. I mean. Awful. Fantastic. Yeah. To listen to fucking Roy Dotrice say the stallion who mounts the world 1,000 times is akin to ripping your own nipples off with your fingers. Ooh. So, like, you gotta actually. You gotta, like, fucking get in there. You and gotta be. You have to. Do all of the work. Make the decision to rip off your own nipples. And then and then actually follow through with it. Right. Yeah. The follow through on that's the hardest part. Yeah. Because I can make that decision no problem. Yeah, like I just did. I'm ripping my own nipples off. Right. And look what I'm not doing. Right. I am not. I am not going to. I can try, but there's only so far that I'm going to get because before I stop. Right. You know, because it hurts. Right. And I'd bleed out. You're, yes, I'm pretty sure you're that's where right. my femoral artery is. <laughs> right. Right around right, the nipple. Right through my nips. Yeah. It runs. Sense. It runs laterally across my chest. <laughs> it runs uh, per, uh, perpendicular to the sternum. You are some sort of anatomical, like, like yeah. mystery. Well, I'm from Gallifrey. Yeah, I'm, well, that makes sense. It's got to run laterally so it can connect your hearts. My two hearts. Yeah. Right. And I don't have legs. As it were. My thighs are in my chest, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Fucking weird. Yeah, truly. We're uh, we're almost at the end of our day. It's true. It's you been know that? Uh, it's been a long day, but a good one. It has been a good one. Yeah, you... we got to, we got to see a couple of lakes. We did see some lakes, two we lakes. Did, yeah, a whole two uh, lakes. Bass Lake. There was uh, not base. Uh, I'm, I, bass I'm still lake. pretty sure it's base lake. They spell it just like my name. And I think the other one is um, uh, Max Kunkuki. Uh, I think that's right, or uh, like Akikanabi or something oh, like that. That was Albanabi. Ah, oh, okay. Which you can only say if you sound like John F. Kennedy. <laughs> so try it at home. Or it sounds like Albanabi. It's like you're gonna, you're getting ready to it's drive like a woman George off a bridge Lucas's, and she's gonna die in the Chappaquiddick. It's like George Lucas's first attempt at naming Obi-Wan. Yes. You mean Old Ben? Yes. Did you mean Old Ben? Huh. Huh. That's not me. That's weird. No. Oh, no, yeah. I have no fucking idea who you're talking you know, about. I don't, you must mean Old Ben. Right. Fucking weird. But hey, what are you geeking on this week? Oh, shit. Uh, so, I have uh, recently picked up and been playing Civilization VI. And uh, I, uh, I used to play the Civ games back in the day, but it has been many moons since I have done so. 
Uh, it is really solid. It's got some like mixed reviews on uh, Steam, which is where I picked it up on. Uh, I think that was mostly because uh, whenever they initially launched it, they had some sort of like uh, like spyware on there or something affiliated with well, it, which, nice. which sounds awful, but yeah. I, it has since been patched over. The game is uh, pretty fun. I've had a handful of pickup uh, games with a bunch of my friends and some solo games. Uh, the mechanics are great. I really like their selection of empires and civilizations. Um, they, uh, they have put out a new expansion for it, which I have yet to get, but I am interested in checking out. But overall, it is an absolute blast. I have sunk many hours in there at this point in time, like most of my free time. I've dumped right into this game. Did you say vampires? Vampires, yeah. Lots of vampires. Huh. Uh, but no, truly, truly fantastic game. If you like any sort of Civilization or Age of Empire games, anything along those lines, uh, I would absolutely recommend checking it out. So, Age of... Uh, eh, damn. Civilization VI. Really good. Uh, what about you, Ryan? I've been reading... Uh, uh, it's a book by Sebastian... Day Castell. That is a name. It is. Uh, and it might, I don't know if it's Sebastian because it's uh, E-I-N. I don't know if it's Sebastien, but that just sounds maybe not right. That sounds more dramatic. Or Sebastian instead of E-N, I don't know. Anyway, don't know. it's called Trader's Blade. Okay. It's uh, book one in a series. Right. Um, it's about the, uh, the the fallen order of the Great Coats. Okay. It is... Stupidly well written. All right. And it's I'm listening to it, um, so I'm sure reading it would be just as good. Listening to it though, one of the best book narrators ever. So it, it is uh, it has caught my attention hard, and uh, and uh, I, I I'm finding it very hard to, to not listen. I listen to it every chance I get. I was actually a little sad when you wrote me today because I wouldn't be able to listen to it. Uh -huh. But then I got over it. Right. So. Uh, no, I, I definitely have every intention of listening to that or, or, or reading it the very Dude, it's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. It's awesome. Awesome. That's so wizard. It <laughs> that is incredibly wizard. Well, that's cool. Yeah, no, I'm going to have to give that a chance. I think you said Joe is also going through and Joe is currently well. reading it. We're, uh, I would say with my we're day like off. Battling, battling yeah, we're, via, like, we're, we're battling Hoopla right now. Yeah. So I would say with where I, with me not listening today, uh -huh. um, he's probably caught up, which means we'll both finish it over the weekend. Good. Um, and then I would I would go ahead and download Hoopla, throw uh -huh. it on there, and uh, I'd, I'd give that a listen. It's yeah. it's super good, um, and it's a really cool world that he's created. So absolutely, I will have to definitely check that out for sure. That's what I'm geeking on. All right. So give us a uh, give us a like on uh, iTunes. Give us five stars, a subscription. Uh, and, and leave us a review. Yeah. Uh, this week, uh, tell us, uh, you know what, tell us what your thoughts are on uh, beef porchettas. Yeah, absolutely. Go, go, if you don't know what that is, go figure it out. Yeah, Google it. Yeah. On the Google. On the Google machine. Otherwise, uh, if you uh, like what we do, you should also get over to our Patreon. Uh, you can throw us a couple of ducats cash. You'll get some insider goodies and crispy num-nums. And uh, it, uh, it just overall helps us do what we do, sends us to more places, allows us to review more things. Yeah, we're talking about making Meth Vanagon into a legit yeah, into an traveling actual, podcast mobile. Yeah, absolutely, which I would I would love to, to do. So through your help, listeners, we can together create Meth Vanagon. Otherwise, uh, if you've got other things you just want to talk to us, 
Hit us up on the Twitter machine. Hit us up on Facebook. It is at Geekcast Live. Uh, you're beautiful. I love you. Goodbye. And, and it's raining. And it's raining. So enjoy that. Yeah. Deuces. Bye bye. Next, Keep Night Likes. And uh, uh, I, can't I can't tell, tell if you're choppy or if I'm choppy. It's probably me. Okay, There's a little, a little bit, bit of chop. Check this.